combat divas. Stomp your legs. Look at his neck. Combat divas. Hey. Wow. Yo, welcome back to the Combat Divas podcast. It's your girl TG. And your girl Tanisha B. And we are back, 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 back. You know, they used to call me T Jizzle. I be. I be wanting to say T Jizzle, but I'm like, nah, let me keep it on the regular. When they call you T Jizzle. Because they don't know my street name. Back oh. before I knew you. You don't you know nothing like about them <laughs> I used to. I used to hustle in high school. I had a whole gamut. Anyway, uh, back to <laughs> on another episode <laughs> on today. I just want to uh, recap and appreciate our audience. I mean, we have been so well received. I appreciate all the love and all the feedback. All the letters, all the emails, all the DMs, all the all that. So we wanted to kind of put some of these, the, some of the questions we never answered from previous episodes, and some of the compliments slash comments slash we cursing y'all out uh, type of thing. <laughs> we'll put it all out there. I'm okay with, it. and uh, put it all out there and kind of talk about it today. We actually started this podcast as um, we just wanted a a place to focus on what the podcast was originally for women. It still is for women. Yeah, and it mostly focuses on uh, women who who are trying to excel in their careers, or are excelling in their careers, their businesses, yeah. uh, their relationships. You know, we want to give a, a outlet for women who are excelling emotionally and spiritually. And sometimes you just need that extra push, that extra boost to keep on going to the next plateau. Yeah. Uh, we were we were coming from a combat perspective originally, and realized that there was not a big difference between what we were going through as far as a combat perspective and what we combat every day as women. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women jumped on the bandwagon. And shout out to all the men too who are like, "Oh my God, I love y'all show!" Like it's always great to hear the guys say it because they really mean it. Yeah. Like I know that's for women, but I was going through that too with the mask, and I was like, "Okay, I like it, solid, solid." So I like the men who are self-aware. I would yeah. say got a little bit enough for everybody. To, to listen to the, the episodes, especially the ones about sex. The men love it. Yeah, because that I'm glad y'all talked about sex. Okay. <laughs> they sound a little bit too eager. <laughs> right. Too we, doggone we gonna, eager. We're gonna talk about it again. But uh it was a platform for it is a platform for women to kind of escape the 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 battle of real life and you know, how to combat it. And as we do as soldiers, every not everything's a joke, but we deal with a lot of things with humor. I think it's the best way that we get over obstacles and, and combatants and things of that nature. We tell a lot of jokes on yeah. and off screen, on and off the air, so to speak. Yeah. In between episodes, we are cracking up, right? So, I mean, it's, it's the way we deal with the challenges that arise in our day-to-day lives. So, we appreciate the, the, all, the, all the well-received comments and love and feedback that we've gotten from the episodes. Word. <laughs> this is what I deal with every day. This is what I deal with every day. No, Tanisha I mean, Tanisha B is like word, <laughs> word. I mean, because you said a mouthful, but I mean, we use it. <laughs> I'm just saying we use it as a platform to get a lot of things out there, a lot of stuff that we feel in, a lot of stuff that we go through, and this is just our way to get it out. And then come to find out, we have a lot of listeners, and we not in this alone. It's a lot of stuff right. that we thinking maybe we combating it by ourselves, but. We get feedback to say, hey, you know what? You're not alone. I was going through this too. And everybody got a story. So, I mean, I love that we started this. And I love that we're able to touch 
so many people and we feel the love and I love it. I love to know that we helping people. So I've always wanted to be that person to be like, I feel like I'm helping somebody. Absolutely. So I, yeah. I agree. Still work. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> One of our listeners, I will, I will call her MW. And I won't say her her whole name. She probably don't care. But on our one of our episodes where we we talked about uh, uh, sex that sounds feasible but really not, maybe so much. Mm-hmm. And she was like all for it. She was like, "Well, y'all doing it wrong. Uh, first of all, <laughs> let me tell you." And I was like, "Okay, okay, Queen, you uh, enlightening me a little bit." She was like, uh, "You didn't talk about sex in the movies. Try that." Okay, like in the theater. In the in the theater, like going oh, to the show, that. like go see Fast and Furious and then have sex. So. In the movie theater. I only say that because Fast and Furious come out today. Oh, oh, does it? August 1st. No, but no, it's the Hobbs and some... Hobbs and whoever. Right, but right, right. it's still a but variation no, I mean, of sex in movie. movies, I've done that. I don't think... Well, we didn't you mention have. that, but I've had... Yeah. I mean, I've learned something new about form, you every day. Well, it was a, a form of sex, you know, but, you know. Huh? I gave head in movies. Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Really, really? I mean, well, we can say that, right? You a new level of freaky. No, we can't say this mean, is a children's a show. No, they're <laughs> Since when? <laughs> this, is fa- this is a family show. Oh, is it? No, it's not. my God. Did anybody see young. you? No, we was like in, all the way in the back, back. back you always told us when you was young. How much stuff did you do when you was I young? Mean, oh, I was young. I mean, I had a lot of firsts when I was young. I'm just that- saying. Like, I mean, my mama listens to this sometimes, so I'll... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. I had a boyfriend in high school. We, you know, did a lot of ex- experimenting and whatnot. Oh, wow. Of- <laughs> the movies. But the movie, it was, a, it was a boring movie, I think. I don't know. Maybe it was Hannibal. I think it was watching Hannibal. So Ain't this a horror like, movie? Yeah. Oh, what type of person are you? I don't know. You can give head doing horror movies? Was it really a horror movie or was it just a gruesome movie? I think that means you're a anyway, sociopath. Sure. Anyway, no, I, uh, moving along. <laughs> Fucking sociopath, who does that? I did this that. Is, this is the gruesome part. Let me, let I me get to that. it. I didn't want to watch it, so I did something else. Somebody's head is about to get eaten. Let me get to it. Oh, whoa. Whoa. oh I didn't even mean it. No pun intended. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I am that good. I make pun, jokes without thinking in, about it. Pun intended. Like, wait, whoa. I, I see how that sounds now. It, anyway, so back with, with the, hey, what she was saying. Back to MW. Okay, yeah, yeah, she yeah. said, try sex in the movies, which Tanisha has. I'm behind the curve. <laughs> um, and she she kind of talked about shower sex. She was like, it's great. You guys, you guys don't know what you're missing. Uh, I don't feel like got, I'm drowning ever. So well, Maybe she got grippy socks or some type of like shower <laughs> shoes or something. Cause you can't have grippy socks. It's, I don't know. It's just It just sounds very problematic to try to have sex in the shower. It's just slippery. Somebody get cold. It's just awkward. But... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she got on scuba gear when she do it. I don't know. She don't drown. She don't no, get water. She in said the- she don't drown or nothing. She's so. had really bad carpet burn uh, on the knees before. She talked. She told us about that and that she uh, tripped uh, on the train. Uh, it's during. I don't know how it happened during sex, but it, she, she was she on the train. I, I'm not train? sure exactly how, what, how this what kind all of happened. Train? <laughs> no, it was a, like a local, like a locomotive. Oh, I, I didn't even ask her. I was okay. like, "You go, girl. We get the, Combat oh. divas." <laughs> I don't care. A locomotive. I don't. I don't know because you said it was like a, she fell on a train. So I'm like, "Well, first of all, I hope you're not judging her." Miss, oh no, I'm definitely giving not head judging. Doing Hannibal. Wait, wait a minute. So how, <laughs> it's not about me. Okay, I'm talking about M Dubs. <laughs> not talking about me. And if she have some tips and tools about how to successfully have shower sex, I mean, she she probably. So just uh, if she's listening, just go ahead and uh. You know she wasn't the only one who was like, "Y'all missing out." 
Shower, shower, shower sex, sex is great. They may have a better shower then, because I maybe I ain't had the right shower. I think we we both got to think about water in our face, and yeah, I it, don't, I don't like it's it. conflicting. Some people don't care, like <sighs> no, nah, I can't. <laughs> they like can breathe and like water up their nostrils, and they don't care. No, nah, I can't. I'm not a good swimmer, so some, I can't have the water in my nose. It's it's uh, crazy. Yeah, she she's had sex in some interesting places. Like she talks about reverse cowgirl, which is amazing. I agree with her. Okay. It is a game changer. And uh, she got skills. So, MW, I appreciate you writing us. And uh, if you do got a man, I know he's a very happy person. And if you don't got a man, okay, girl, because you're going to make somebody very happy with these skills that you apparently inhabit. So, MW, you know who you are. Uh, shout out to you. And she's an avid listener because this is one of many, actually, uh, fee- emails and things like that Feedback that, she's, that she gave. this person has actually sent. So, Shout out to you. And again, everybody talked about that sex episode. Everybody had, and but they didn't want to put themselves out there like, don't say my name, oh my God. But when I had sex in this place, it was great. It was like, okay. Hey. And everybody thought you were great for having sex while driving. So, oh. I mean, you're the hero said, in this episode. I said that? Yeah. Oh, yep. Damn it. Yep. I done, you did. You done a lot did. of things. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so, I had to. I was like, I did that in the car. I, I did. It's fun. And in the movies. Um, and, and the movies. I, I just learned it today. That's why I keep throwing it up. Oh, it's a lot. But I, I just want to share a lot of places, but I've done. Yeah. Friends don't tell you everything. It's very, I've had a very active. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, what's was, was the next one? The, the next one was our episode on wearing the mask. There oh, were yeah. so many people who said that the episode helped them. Uh, that they gained a new perspective and that they didn't even realize that they were wearing various masks for various situations and that it had been weighing on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now trying to figure out how to unravel that. And one person in particular uh, wrote in and was like, you know, how how did you overcome, uh, well, she pretty much said, how did you channel uh, your energy in a different way when you felt like you were wearing too many masks? They, they phrased it to TG. And I will say that the way I channeled that energy was that I I realized that it was my energy. Like, I was creating these masks. I was mm-hmm. creating my lifestyle at that point, And I had all the power. When you grow up, you, you used to blaming things on either, and this is no shade to spirituality or religion and, and no, no frame or no fashion. Mm-hmm. But you used to blame things on either God or the devil, right? right. Either God made you do it or the devil made you do it. And I came to realize, like, some stuff I'm making me do, right? It's, it's not, it has nothing to do with any other extra or, or another species or another deity. It's just me. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that I had that much control over my life, I started little by little changing that and, and knowing that I have the power to create a new destiny for myself. And it's not my destiny to be bogged down and running around and, 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 and clothed with all this burden from everybody else. Cause very little of that burden was mine that I was carrying. It was right. everybody else's. I was everything to everybody. And that's when that self care thing comes into play. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to take care of me. I have yeah. to take care of myself. I can't be everything to everybody and be absolutely nothing to myself. Exactly. Exactly. So. And that was the most important thing that I've actually learned in my entire life is how to take care of myself first and love myself before 
I, I spend that love on everybody else. Because innately, we all want to be selfish. It's, yeah. it's in our blood to take care of ourselves. So why do we deny that, right? Because we don't want to be, you know, narcissists and, and labeled all this other stuff. But it's it's up to you to take care of yourself. If and you when you take, take care of yourself, some people that want you to take care of them will call you selfish. But how, make you feel guilty for how taking selfish care of yourself. Is that? How, how ironic is that? That I'm selfish for not taking care of your needs. How selfish does that make you? Yeah. So it it's it's it was a very big eye opener for me. I remember being in there's a restaurant there's a store called uh uh restaurant depot and I was buying like bulks of crap. Not for me, just mm-hmm. for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on the phone with a good friend of mine and she was just like, Well yeah, come on. We they was doing something, I forgot. I was like, oh, I got all this stuff to do, I gotta do blah blah blah. And she was like, uh you, you, none of those things you mentioned have to do with you. So what are you doing for you later on? What are you doing for you at all today? Mm-hmm. And when will you have the courage to do for your own self and love your own self and not predicate every single moment of your life on someone else's existence? Yeah. It made sense. And it I was did. like, you know what? It, 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 it was like the whole Einstein, or not Einstein, who had the apple fall on his head? Whoever that guy was. <laughs> but- uh yeah, it no, was that moment. I remember you being so busy, like, I mean, all the time. And just busy, like, just, just to be busy. You was either doing something for, like, maybe, like, the church. You was doing something for the other parts of the community. Mm-hmm. You was doing something for this person, an auntie, cousin, friend, friend of the family. Like, everything you was doing for you. And you exactly. was just exhausted and didn't get a chance to really do anything for yourself because yep. you had to be everything to everybody. To everybody else. And and I just held it, you know. Yep. And whatever I needed for myself was on the back burner. Like, I remember not even spending my own money on myself because somebody else might need it. How crazy is that? <laughs> to reroute wow. your mindset where you don't even take care of yourself financially. You be like, somebody might like, need this last 20. Right, I'm like, going to hold on to this. Like, oh, I want this outfit. Nah, it's cost too much. That's selfish of me to buy that for myself. Knowing somebody what? else might need some help, you know. Just dumb. I, I had no clue what was going on. I mean, after going to therapy, I realized a lot of it had to do with the fact that I sleep with my socks on. That's another episode. But <laughs> is it? I uh, after after some some therapy and some friends time and some you know extensive time just focusing on me because mm-hmm. I remember just hiding from the world for like two weeks. Like I told the rest of the world that I was away doing military duty, and I did not talk to anybody. The so thing about the, the thing about being everything for everybody is that you have to be there for yourself. And no matter what form that comes in, you have to do it. And for people that were like me and that still like me, mm-hmm. they find time by hiding. And they hide and they go away into a shell and they, no, and they cut off their phone and you can't reach them. The problem is sometimes they don't communicate that, that that's what's going on. Right. So you just trying to call your friend or your whatever, like, hey, what's going on? I want to hang out. Huh? And they and you leaving messages and they not answering the phone. So it's now you're making other people worry. Exactly. Because they needed to hide though. They could not, they had nothing else left to give. Mm-hmm. But instead of taking that time little by little to take care of themselves, they just exhausted all of their resources on everybody else until they literally had nothing else possibly to give and ended up at that point. So when we did the mass episode, uh, actually one of my favorites too, it was, it, I, I mean, I had an aha, you know, I had a great moment telling my story over again that, you know, it's, it's okay to, to do for yourself and be there for yourself. And don't make you selfish. No. It make you a great human being. Yeah, because you're a if, great steward of yourself. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else. Because if you Absolutely. all broken, everything else falls apart too. So yeah. everybody that needed you and depleted all your energy, 
Like, what what do you have? You have nothing. Yeah. And you I have you, to take care of you. you. You're the one who told me that, too. I remember being on the phone with you one night, and it was late, like 1.30. <laughs> and uh, I was just, like, at, at a wit's end, like, just super stressed. And, you, and I was just telling you everything. Like, I got to do this. I gotta do and you were like, man, I mean, you you're, you have little pieces of yourself everywhere. It's like <laughs> a little piece here and a little piece there and a little piece of this person, a little piece of that person. And you were like, the problem with that is you have lent out every piece of you. <laughs> and now you have nothing left for yourself to, to give. You're exhausted. And that's true. Like, you, you like, just get what? exhausted. <laughs> like, wow. So, <laughs> you know, my advice to anybody in that, that's even dealing with that, because I, I, maybe I had somewhat of a messiah complex. Again, all started with be sleeping my socks on. And um, another episode, right? Another episode. I'll, I'll go into that one day about me sleeping my <laughs> socks on. And my therapist, <laughs> like, you know, you're throwing a fit because all I said was you're sleeping with your socks on. Um, <laughs> it was a great way for me to see that I, I was doing so much for so many other people. And I wasn't doing it for myself until I realized how to do it for myself. And I have been amazing ever since. I'm a boss now. I'm a boss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Anywho. You the boss how, of yourself. There you go. That's how I got through that. And a lot of people commented on that episode. A lot of people said, hey, it was great. It gave me so much energy. Uh, I didn't even know I was going through that until you put it that way. And now we real, I realized that was, that's what was going on. I appreciate it. And uh, so many other people. Some some people was like, it really it seriously brought tears to my eyes because I, I did not understand the concept of the mask until we talked about it. So, uh, and that's what the show is all about, kind of bringing that community together. Yeah. Where we can all go through that together. So, amazing, amazing. Another uh, great episode was um, a lot of feedback we got was from the Girl Code episode. Mm. When uh, it was another one of our variety shows <laughs> that uh, we talked about. Uh, different ways where you know, you know, that we break the girl code or which code applies and blah blah blah. And one of the girl codes that this person brought up is, what about when your your friend starts dating your brother, and you try to warn your friend that your brother is no good? Mm-hmm. Been there, uh, and <laughs> then you and your friend end up, you know, having friction because your brother ain't shit. So I mean. I, I've been there. I think you've been there. Too, I've been be. there, but just like on a, the opposite end, me trying to tell my brother that my friend wasn't true. Oh. Yeah. And I was accused of trying to interfere with their relationship. And I'm like, I'm oh, conflicted because wow. I'm like, she is my good, good friend. And then this is my brother. And I'm like, okay, dang, what you want? You just jealous. You yeah. just jealous yeah, of our relationship because I'm taking up her time. Yeah. And, and y'all ain't going to be hanging around as much. I'm like, no, nah, I mean, she, you know, she be doing extra shit. Right. Yeah. And he like, that's not true. I was like, I'm with her all the time. <laughs> I know she be on bullshit. I know she on bullshit. She was just on, we had just left the lake front. She was on bullshit then. <laughs> Whatever. Like, okay. All right, fine. Whatever. You don't that's believe crazy. me. But I caught her in the act. I seen it. I seen it with my own eyes. You just lying. Whatever. Oh, wow. All right. Well, you you know, you made your bed. Go ahead. That's Check. crazy. Yeah. yeah, mine was the other way around. I was always trying to warn people uh, against my brother. You know, he kind of mm-hmm. light-skinned. You know how it is. You know, <laughs> my, you know how I feel about light-skinned guy. Oh, my God. Uh, light-skinned. I love light-skinned. He has a charming Colgate smile. So, like, you know, women t- tend to fall for it, you know, because he, he's a charmer. You know, mm-hmm. hey, girl, you know what? You're you one of the best beauties I've ever seen. You know, and they like, oh, my. Oh, I'll just say his name. Sorry. <laughs> he's in prison. What are you? But um, you know they would say things too. They 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 love my brother. But I always say, look, 
He ain't no good, man. He ain't no good. He don't even believe in monogamy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And they probably just thought she was just being shady. Just, yeah. Just throwing shade. like And thought he could be changed like everyone. But he 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 could be such a good guy. Yeah, he can when he want to be. <laughs> like, now, but he treat the women in his life so good. He treat his mama good, his grandma good. He treat his sister great. I know he a good man. Like, he just treat us good. Like, and that's only sometimes. <laughs> like, sometimes he could be a jerk. So it's like, uh. so maybe he's really good to multiple women. <laughs> right? <laughs> you like that's my point. Exactly. It's multiple women. He's polygamy. To everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he's a polygamist. But um, yeah. So I've had that issue before. I mean. What, all you it's, does it break the girl code if it's your friend and, and you try to tell your friend against it and they don't listen to you it could cause friction in the girl code so I would agree that that could be a girl code problem yeah don't don't date your your friend's siblings <laughs> no, I don't think you should I think that's always bad juju no matter how you put it no matter how it goes somebody's relationship gonna be affected and a lot of times <laughs> it's it's the friendship like the girls yeah so yeah. absolutely absolutely. On the Mother's Day episode, uh, actually, uh, Tanisha B. Somebody said that they they feel you, and uh, they also they are in the Air Force. Young lady mm-hmm. also has a child with autism, and uh, she talked about how it was so difficult to leave her her son uh, in his condition because she found out, you know, before she went overseas that he was autistic, mm-hmm. and she could not imagine finding out while being deployed, and so she she applauded you. And uh, in your strength, and uh, she she really appreciate the episode and you being vulnerable enough to talk about your son. So, well, I thank you very much for just being open about your struggles with the same thing that I struggle with, yeah. because I just remember just feeling like not even really knowing exactly what was autism when I was over there. I'm like, what what is autism? I'm yeah. like, you hear a person like, oh, they touched or they special or they. You know, they got issues or people think that autism and Down syndrome are, you know, synonymous with each other. And I'm like, I I didn't know. So I spent a lot of time overseas doing research and and going over. They have like a checklist for Mm. like, you know, things to look for to see if it's signs of of autism. And And I went through just like a mourning stage of like, oh, my God, like this is my kid. I thought he was healthy, vibrant kid. And then I go through the checklist and a lot of the checklist, I'm like, I'm in denial. I'm like, well, he just like to yeah. do this. And maybe he just like to do that. And maybe he's yeah. just different. Maybe he's just that. And, and all this wild deployed. Though, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's... So I'm already feeling a lot like feeling that anguish of leaving him at such a young age, but then to be leaving him and he's going through something that he's is going to be a part of his life probably for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thank you for, you know, for sharing your story. And um, I feel good knowing that, you know, I've touched, you know, yeah, touched you and that, you know. Amazing. That. Amazing. That's, that's what the show was all about. Yeah. Um, a- another um, episode that was very big was using power as rank. And, uh, well, rank as power, so to speak. Right. And uh, a, a lot of women came back to say, this happened to me while I was overseas. Oh, my God. I had this trauma when I was overseas where a guy, you know, came on to me. Or even guys like, you know, or, you know a, a superior officer, you know, came on to them. So it's so important that that discussion continues to be had. And one in particular uh, caught my attention where there was a, 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 a series of people involved in this person's assault. Like, so... One person was like, hey, you know, sergeant first class, so-and-so, so-and-so want to see. And they were like, okay, you know, they was out 
MWR day type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, then they go to the, the barracks and the, you know, they get to the barracks and then there's a guy there, E5 type, a sergeant. And it's like, hey, you know, Sergeant so-and-so wants to see you upstairs in his bay. If you know anything about the military, you know, we have like a barracks, right? And the higher enlisted usually take the single room for themselves and the rest of us kind of take the whole bay, right? Right, right. And it's usually a male because it's more males than females. So, you know, went in his room and he just began to kind of talk soft to her and caress her. Wow. And, and she was a, a pretty much a private or specialist at the time. She had no idea that that point was coming when she went upstairs to see him personally. And um, I just thought it was just all types of wrong with the situation. But furthermore, that that guy would use all these different people and that they would know and still send her into a trap. So uh, I think we've come a long way as far as, you know, uh, abuse, as far as that goes in the military, but we we still have some strides to make. I think that um, it's very important um, to speak up. Yeah, I know a lot of times I'm like, you you scared. And I'm like, I know how that feels to just be scared and you feeling like, well, it's my fault. A lot of times uh, when something like that happens, we we blame ourselves for not seeing the signs or maybe not picking up on the body language or just not picking up on anything. And we send ourselves into a compromising situation and we don't put that blame on the other person that actually assaulted us. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I think that it's um, important that you that you tell somebody and you speak up and Absolutely. not be afraid. And also document what's said. Document mm-hmm. what's done and tell somebody because sometimes a lot of times when you wait too mm-hmm. long, yeah. it, you're less believable. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. In some instances, if you don't have proof, because sometimes the the details get a little fuzzy and you don't remember every single solitary thing. So right. you might have to come to a person that's like a battle buddy or somebody that you really, really trust mm-hmm. and talk to them while the details is fresh in your mind. Absolutely. If you don't want to bring it higher, at least tell somebody and talk to somebody about it. Absolutely. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And we as always we appreciate that transparency because it lets yeah. us know, like, you know, we, we all in this together. Yeah. <laughs> Not one of us is going through something that the other link in the chain can't, you know, identify with and help you out with. So right. we appreciate that vulnerability and that feedback. I know Tanisha B and I both have a a friend who was going through PTSD and he kind of told us his story. Yeah, he he didn't know that he was going through a depression until he realized he had literally, in all aspects, cut himself off from the whole entire like world. He cut himself off from his brothers, cut himself off from his sister, from his... And he was married at the time. He even cut himself off from his wife. He wow. just wanted to be completely and utterly alone, didn't want anybody to talk to him, bother right. him, anything. And then he had a moment to where he's like, wait, I'm completely by myself this is not normal. Yeah. And he realized, wait, this is this is what depression looks like. This this I'm I'm depressed. And I yeah. I can't remember exactly how he pulled himself out of that dark place. I just know that he did make it on the other side. Cause he's, you know, he's still here to tell his story. He's not right. insti- you know, in an institution or anything like that. Right. But those were the things where he realized that we go through so much in the military and don't have time to process anything.
thing that happens to us, especially no matter how traumatic it is, whether it's a near-death experience or you've watched someone close to you die or you've been close to someone and they've died in combat on a mission. Yeah. And realizing that once you step into the civilian world and you no longer have that routine, now you're left to process everything that you didn't get a chance to process. And it could be overwhelming. You can overload your brain. And next thing you know, you you may snap or you may you may uh regress or you may egress. You know, you don't you don't know exactly how you're you're gonna be affected about it. Ugh. You don't know how it will affect you until it does and mm-hmm. you sit in just this uh this darkness, this yeah. cloud. Man, that is so, that is so true. You don't know until you're in it, like yeah. you said. And then when you're in it, you're trying to claw, claw your way out of it. And yeah. sometimes it takes a village, you know. So, um, again, that's again what the platform is for. Yeah. You know, we, we can help be the village, you know. Yeah. I'm not a psychiatrist or anything like that, but I can help be the village. You know, I, I can help be a sound board where we all been through and, and kind of lead you in the right direction of who you need to talk to. Right, because sometimes your story helps. Yeah. All you know, all you need to know is that somebody's going through the same thing that you're going through, and they have the courage to talk about it. So then, that somehow it gives you courage. Yeah, you don't even have to be a therapist. Yeah, but just telling your story helps. Yeah, it, it helps. Just like a, a episode, one of our beginning episode, episode six about uh, I don't like my kids. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, people were like relieved that oh, thank God. I know, right? Oh my God! You know, it, and it gave them a platform to not be judged about not really having the best feelings about your kids. Sometimes your yeah. kids sometimes can be a jerk, and it's okay for you to say that and you to feel that way. You still love your kid, yeah, but your kid can be a jerk, and it's okay to be able to let that out and and not feel judged and not feel like oh, oh I'm a bad parent, I'm a bad mom, I'm a bad dad. It's just oh, like oh, that's they just make what you, it is. They make you feel. They make you feel so. Horrible. Yeah. My yeah. mom made me feel horrible because I was like, oh my God, he is getting on my nerves. <laughs> you shouldn't say that. That's that. You you shouldn't be like that. I was like, but he's getting on my effing nerves. <laughs> and right. he, he really is. I'm like, whatever he's doing, he's back there. He's making, he's he's just doing the absolute most. Yeah. And it's bothersome as hell. And he should stop it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't do not do that. Don't. I'm like, I didn't say anything malicious to him. I'm just like, oh, you're yeah. getting on my nerves. Yeah. But she tried to act like, you know, like we didn't get on her nerves. Like you parents, like it's it's easier. A lot of times it's easier for grandparents or people on the outside yeah. to see all the stuff that you're doing and stuff that you're frustrated about. Mm-hmm. But they don't too back to too much look in the mirror at themselves to see like, okay, exactly. that, that was once me. Exactly. Because she wasn't always pleasant with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, but they forget that as they're as they're raising their or around their grandkids, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a different ball game. So yeah, I I can appreciate the feedback that people realize, like, oh my god, thank you, I'm not <laughs> alone. I don't like them that much. Also, big shout out to those higher high high ranking officials, uh, mostly female, who listen to the show. You know, lieutenant colonels, colonels, uh, chief warrant officers, who are like a dime a dozen, really. Yeah. Uh, female chief warrant officers. One in particular was, you know, reached out a couple of times. Was like, "Oh my God, this show is the shit." Thank you for talking about real stuff, blah. You know, yeah. so that I mean, from a warrant officer, from a female perspective, right? A female warrant officer, you like, "Oh my God, thank that's you." Major. That's that's big because <laughs> warrant officers are a dime a dozen. Female warrant officers are even slimmer in number. Yeah. So it's it's amazing when you get those feedback. Even a lieutenant colonel, you know, kind of reached out and was like, "Okay, I like it." 
I, I didn't know at first, but I like it. I like you guys. And actually, one of our former uh, officers was like, so... I heard the show. <laughs> <laughs> you like what? What? What, you what, what part? Are, you <laughs> guys are really into some stuff when uh, we were overseas. Like, ah, oh, ah, ah, sir, so we just doing for the because <laughs> we had added some. stuff. It was just for the ratings. <laughs> 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 he what? was like, "Oh no, it's all out there now." I'm like, ah, we probably embellished. You know, it's, it's a good thing I don't answer to you anymore, sir. Good day. Yeah. I'm like, and that's when I'd be like, no, no, no. See, that was all TG because, because uh, you know, <laughs> you gonna blame I'm it on still me. in. I'm still in. Throw Sorry, me under the uh, bus. Please don't put me at parade. Right? <laughs> Throw oh, me right under the bus. Because, I mean, because at the end of the day, I'm going to be the one to front lean the rest. Yeah, because you're still in service. I'm yeah. not, I ain't got to worry about what none of these people say. Be like, so circa 2004 <laughs> or, or 2010, yeah. or 2010, 2000, like, so... Exactly when you right. all were in the barracks. <laughs> what exactly? kind of beverage? I'm, I don't recall. Like I can tell them we was getting trash, sir. No, nah, I, I, I was recall. getting lit. I don't recall. I, I was the one bringing the alcohol and the drugs in the country. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I can get away with it now. I, I what don't you gonna recall. do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what you're gonna do. I, I just wasn't involved. I was probably on a mission. Oh uh, man, you what know. I got pictures. So, we had great times. Fiesta. So, so yeah, we, we had great times, you know, serving our country, um, <laughs> you know, doing what we need to do and for getting, America. And getting lit. And, um, you know, continuing mission. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I used to, I Operation used to drink, New Dawn. And, um, we used yeah. to drink till 3 a.m. and wake up at 5 a.m. And run, and run a 5K. And I would get up and run a 5K and then I would, you know, uh, report to my duty area and uh, help my lower enlisted drinking, <clears throat> drinking, and still so drunk from the night I before. Stay hydrated so, with water and uh, or that's IV. my story or an IV. So, because <laughs> I just give myself IV bags if I drink too much. Like ah, oh. she was she oh. was a combat lifesaver. <laughs> uh, they call them CLS. You know, we I, we got acronyms for everything. So she was a combat lifesaver. So she had her bag and she was uh, dehydrated from hey. this. Hey. It's very hot over there. It can get up to 120 degrees. Anybody who is in a unit when a medic is on staff, you have to admit that you have gotten an IV after drinking too much. For dehydration. Anybody. Um, you know, because heat because you is drank, a killer. <laughs> because and, you drank too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's you know, the bottom line. That's the bottom hydrated. line. Water is everything. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> one of, <laughs> one of our, our other listeners had a question for both of us. Okay. And they said... When I came home from Afghanistan, I was a horny person, female. Uh-huh. She said she just wanted to have sex and go to sleep. She said, do we know if anybody or if we ourselves have had a similar uh, experience when coming back from uh, a war zone? Well, um, you so start? You start? I mean, well, I, I, I had uh, I had two deployments. Okay. Uh, one, I was uh, I was eighteen to nineteen years old. I was what two, I was deployed two thousand four, two thousand five. In the beginning of the war. And um, no, that wasn't. I had some issues with that with the first um, with the first deployment. I went through some trauma. So when I came back home, yes, I was. But then that was to try to suppress something that I had went through over there. So mm. I didn't realize until many years later my behavior was kind of a um kind of like a symptom of what uh I was going through or what I had what had happened to me while I was there. Now, my second deployment mm-hmm. 
not quite had that issue <laughs> where I came home and was like a horn dog because I was able to uh <clears throat> you 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 had love hot loving relations while you was over there? I I I wouldn't say loving or anything. Like I I mean you had I, some relations while you was over there. I mean there? I, I you know I had an itch and then you know, somebody you know scratched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I a remember times, that. So, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Cuz I was going to tell them all y'all cuz when nobody they wanted to bring these people back to our barracks. These females was down there getting it on, and they brought them back to where I got to. I had to live here, and I, we. It ain't like we all got our own room. There's a sheet dividing everybody. So if you're having sex on the other side of the sheet, guess what? I know about it. Well, that wasn't me because you know I was there. <laughs> well, uh, I was serving my country. All y'all down there was and, having sex with people. Um, so, I was continuing mission. Um, you know, with yeah. the driving and. Tra- I was. I was putting a stop but to it. I was other telling people. people other people was there, like my friend. I mean, I, I had to put on headphones, and she, <laughs> her sex was literally almost happening outside of her bed because I've seen feet fall out and then oh, I seen wow. arms, and and then it was shaking the bed and it was hitting the locker wow. that was next to my bed. So, so they I'm, was making real noise. I'm out of my own business in the middle of the day, watching trying to the watch, game. trying to catch up. No, out Grey's Anatomy. I, had, uh-huh. I was binge watching Grey's Anatomy. We, you know, rent DVDs from the MWR, yeah. or whatever. And I, my headphones couldn't go loud enough. Oh, wow. Because I'm like, I feel like you just got too comfortable. You, you just got too comfortable, okay? Because you, you're not at home. It was okay? out of control. And I'm over, over here it. like this. Right. It got too good. That's yeah. what happened with good so sex. It, you it, can't, it, can't control it. But it'll die down a little bit. And then it go back to, huh? Wait, 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 wait a goddamn minute, okay? You, you ain't that goddamn going free. Oh, my You can't God. be in here with the, huh? Oh, the, all these little sex sounds, I don't want to hear. I didn't want to hear it. I, I felt like I was traumatized from that moment. I was like, I, I just, because I've never been in a place where people was having sex around me. And that close of proximity, like literally, yeah. they're a few steps away, like divided by a sheet. Right. It's not like it's a big, like a big door or something in the way. Like, no. there's a sheet there. Right. If the person in the other room, you're like, hey, keep it down in there. Ha, ha, ha. Like, right. you, you're not right there, but to where, like, literal the, sheet. They over here, all types of positions, and I see hands outside of the bed oh, out, wow. from underneath the sheet that's dividing. Like, I see hands, and then on the floor? On the floor. Well, that's pretty interesting. I it think. was interesting. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to ask our uh, our lovely friend, like, uh, what, um, what, what position was that? Right. Like, they was doing. She had your hands on the floor. What's going on? They was doing <laughs> yoga. <laughs> they was doing yoga. Like they play a twist over there. I right. like it. But yeah, no, I uh, I don't have the same story. Actually, I was the I was like super NCO. Do do do. So oh, like really, expose yeah, everybody dirt. I wanted to expose <laughs> all that dirt. I was okay with the with the drugs and alcohol, but I wasn't okay with the sex. <laughs> I'm so, like, because if one person, because we could share the alcohol and drugs with everybody, it was yeah. a free, it was a free, free country where that it was concerned. Oh, sex, you drugs, want alcohol. alcohol? You want alcohol for the low price of eighty dollars? You can have a water bottle full of vodka, but that oh. I will sell to you. But uh, I, I wouldn't. I ain't had no dealing in the sex arena. Like I couldn't sell wait, it. So. Wait, wait, sex arena. Well, that sound, almost sound like trafficking. It all, yeah, it almost <laughs> sounded like I, I wanted to be a pimp. I didn't. It's just oh, that, madam, that I she couldn't make money off of it. So I was like, Nah, yeah, ain't no sex in here. We just joke about only it. drugs and alcohol come yeah. <laughs> come through this barrack. But no, I um oh, highly illegal. When when I went on my first deployment, uh, transparency moment. Q virgin shamers. I actually what? was a virgin on my first deployment. I, had, I mean, that's I, good. I, I wasn't having sex with anybody. But when I got back home, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the near-death experiences, but I was a complete horn dog. Like, I was just horny. Where I, I end up losing my virginity to somebody well, I wasn't even in a relationship with. Like I was a I was we was friends. I was like, man, I'm just a horn dog. I just gotta get this out of my system. He was <laughs> like, Yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. I can I can help you out with that. Of All course, right? right? What nigga gonna go to like, I just gotta have sex for the first Yeah. Okay, you wanna win. How, how right you, now? How do you just casually break your hymen? Like, how do you do that? It's it's, it's very just casual. So casual. Yeah, it was very casual. I, I had I just needed to, I had an itch, as you said. Uh, that needed to be scratched, and I very casually scratched it when I came back from Afghanistan. Oh, so and was ergo, it, was it a my great experience like it was like that Maxwell like love it was and basketball. Good. No, it wasn't a love and basketball because I I didn't love him right, so it was different. It was we weren't even in a relationship. He was he was my friend. It just sound like a sexual experience with the lights is all on and everybody got to see what's happening. And the lights was it off. Just, it seemed very unromantic. Uh, I well, was looking well, for you romance. Wasn't in, you wasn't right. You wasn't. Yeah, in a I was looking for just the. I would look for one thing: orgasm. So after I had that, I mean, I was good with it. Like, how, how did you, you was looking for is. orgasm when you never had the orgasm? But you know, it's an itch there. Like, even if you ain't never had it, you know that you're horny. You know what horny feels okay. like, uh, and so. You 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 get rid of that. The temperature was rising. Yeah, temperature. Oh, no, I'm sorry, no. I can't do it. You no. are Kelly. Okay, so I, I meant like temperature rising, like in your body. Not, you know what? We- <laughs> oh. Mute R. Kelly. Mute R. Kelly in the Cook <laughs> County Jail. But I just I had an issue. I want to scratch. Anyway, so I, I lost my virginity after I went to Afghanistan, and I, you know, I was with I. He was my go-to person for. Sex for a while until I was in a committed relationship. Oh, that's good. Just that I had a problem them. with being in because I had just come back from war and I had PTSD, so I couldn't commit to anybody. Had, oh. a, had a whole problem, but he was the go-to, you know. So it was like, oh, nigga, what you doing today? No. <laughs> it was that, wanna, wanna that type ha- of thing. Get together, and have some. And I know sex. that sounds okay. terrible, right? I, I know that at least a, a lot of people are judging me right now, but, and that's okay. But uh, that was that's my story. But was I a horn dog when I came back? Absolutely. So when I came just, back the second time, was our horn dog even the more? But then we get to, we kind of like almost using them as a piece of meat because we going through some stuff. So you yeah, just kind of well, you like, just got to get that out. I, like I just, it's it's, I, it's literally animalistic uh, rage, <laughs> lion on lion sex. Like it ain't like regular. Like oh, I just uh-uh. want to be with you and this is love. It's just like oh, I got to get this out. Like it's like black snake like, moan. I was like, uh, take off your clothes. I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not a piece of meat. You just can't just come over yeah, here I got and just speech. say I want to have sex, and I'm just gonna do it. But during this whole speech, he was taking off his clothes. Like I, I'm not gonna stand for that. I'm not a piece of meat. Right. And you just not gonna so, treat me. So anyway, where you want me at? No. Right. Just <laughs> lay on the bed. Like. So yeah, when I when I did come back home, I I don't know what that's about. I don't know what it's about when you come back home from war that you. There's like something like you have to. I think it's freedom. Have say, it could be freedom because you do everything that you couldn't do. Why you what you weren't supposed to do? What you was doing? But um, <laughs> you know, you do everything you couldn't do while you was overseas. So yeah. yeah, that was my one thing that I not one thing, but it was one of the things that I wanted to do. Because when I got back home, when we got back home, we was wild. Remember? Yeah, um, we drank not to a go lot. Up subject, but we drank a lot. I remember going to a party. And one of our friends had a black and white party for our birthday. This yeah. it was in the middle of winter, yeah. and I mean we act the fool at this party. I mean like we were barbarians at the party. Like I remember civilians, regular people at the party was like <laughs> people don't usually act like. One of my friends that was with us, yeah. that was a regular civilian, 
uh, she was like, y'all know people don't act like this at clubs. Like, y'all on top of the bars and the tables and the couches yeah, standing with on shoes the couches. off and yeah. storing the cocaine in the bathroom. Like, what Wait, is going on? This is well, I didn't not me per se, but it was Shit. cocaine being snorted. In the, in the bathroom. I wasn't. And she was just like, it's a lot going on with y'all right now. Like, <laughs> like y'all either on the couch, on the bus, snorting cocaine, or sleep on the floor. Like, this can't be. <laughs> what is going on? I, we, I just had a moment. It was like, we standing on the bars. Yeah. <laughs> standing on the couches. Yeah. Standing on tables. Yeah. Snorting coat in the bathroom. Wait, what? what? <laughs> no. Wait a minute. Who was snorting no, cocaine in the bathroom? Doing this? But when you come back from war, you just, you don't know how to act, right? Because you just, You've been closed you in for this amount yes. of time. It's like, ah, it's like a cage bird. There's no you know? bedtime. There's no, there's no formation. Ooh, crazy. There's no report time. Like, there's nothing. And it's like, I and, have all this time and, ex- and money. And a pocket full of money. Exactly. You got a pocket full of dough. You over here like, oh, bottle service. How much that bottle? 500. Like, Boom. Oh, man. We got it. I got 40 grand in my pocket. You what, know, but now you be like, so young. that bottle like $600. You like, <laughs> so uh, we're going to go get some regular drinks? <laughs> we was oh, young. We're pregame? Yeah. We, we all about pregame now. Yeah. Ain't nobody buy no $500. But let's you, I mean, if you got it, you got it. You want to do that with your money. Hey, whatever, whatever. Exactly. But I ain't about that life. Exactly. Paying $600 for, for a $40 <laughs> bottle. I'm not doing it. So to the to the queen that was is over sexual, you feel like you're not over sexual. You're just sexual. And a lot of us go through the same moments of you got to get that out, you know, because it's a lot of it's a lot of pent up frustrations and anxieties and you know, all type of stuff going on when you come back home. Mm-hmm. No matter what your MOS was, you could have spent your whole deployment in defect. Yeah. And you still come home. The horny. dining facility, for people who don't know what yeah. defect is. The dining it's facility. A short, you could have spent dining facility. <laughs> you could have spent your whole <laughs> deployment there. Never going never seeing actual bombing or whatever. Maybe the base got bombed, but that's it. Mm-hmm. It is still a urge inside of you to just, I don't know, black snake moan it. You know, you, you want to come home and just do it. Yeah. And then if you feel like you're doing it too too much and you think that it could possibly be an issue somebody. you it might actually be an issue and you might need to really talk to somebody because yeah. you might be covering up something that you're going through it's still practice safe sex right please yeah this episode brought to you by trojan but uh, still i'm joking <laughs> no. it's a joke it's a joke trojan is an endorsement i um but i i do i do believe that you have to take care of yourself protect yourself still yeah but you know we get wild when we get home be safe and have fun with it Wow, we wow. So uh, those were some of the highlights, though, uh, of some of the episodes that that we had. Uh, <laughs> I know sometimes we get lost in the sex subject, right? Because sex, you know, and we I get mean, into it. But sex is fun. It's when you're good. over 30, that's what you do as a female. You're over 30, you know yourself sexually, so you're okay talking about it. Man. If you had this conversation with me, like at 20 You don't know a whole lot, though. 25, like, 28. Well, well you, know, you, you know a whole to. lot. I didn't, you know. I, uh, well, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I can't help it. I, uh, <laughs> when when you are in your 20s, but you're not comfortable talking about sex as you are when you're like 30. And like you could be in a company of mixed mixed people. And you don't even care if you know these people or not. And you can have whole conversations about sex right. and all of that. I think stuff. when you get older, you like you you start, you give less less fucks. Because <laughs> I mean, because when you were younger, you got the people that be like, Oh, you you give head? I don't give head. Who gives mm. head? Only ho- like people will label you. They will judge you. So you you keep a lot of stuff to yourself. You like okay, well I do this and this and that, but you know a lot of people don't do that. It's taboo. 
or whatever. But yeah. now you like, yeah, I do it this way, that way, this way, sideways, this way. I use this, this, okay. this, this toy, that toy, and I use these cuffs and and these, you know, ropes and whatnots and you know, yeah. all types of shit. Hey, so if you I'm do like, it, what? It's fun. Shit, get with it. <laughs> get in but tune. <laughs> that's usually like when you know yourself, which is after the age of thirty. Like thirty is the milestone age, I think. And after that, you you don't really care about you know the bad juju. Uh, concerning sex, you just you can talk about it with no problem. So right, it's because like, it's your life. You, yeah, you know, hey, as long as you having fun and you having safe. I mean, you're <laughs> having safe sex. Safe sex. That's there that's key. Safe sex. There you go. As long as it's safe. We're going to be good examples. Exactly. So, definitely safe sex, but have it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate all in all. We appreciate the the reception of our show. Just the 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 love, the feedback, the listens, the likes, the everything. It's been absolutely amazing. And we ain't stopping, but we just wanted to take a moment to show our love and show your love. And we want to show you. our love and support and thank yous uh to you guys out there in uh podcast land. And send and us more questions. Yeah. Send us more. We 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 eager to answer every single question. If we don't know the answer, we go find the answer for you. That's good. And this is how you send us those questions. Tanisha B., how can they reach us? Hey, Battles, you can reach us at Combat Divas Podcast on Instagram as well as YouTube, Combat Divas Pod 1 on our Twitter account, Combat Divas Podcast at gmail.com, Combat Divas Podcast on our Facebook page. We'll see you all there. Bye. Combat Divas. Stomp your left, right, left, combat divas. Hey.